Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 31. Welcome back, Adamantamaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison, and we got a bit of a theme going on this week on the podcast. We can dub it Canadian Country Music Podcast Week on the Adamantium Podcast. It's a bit wordy, but we'll work on that. I hope you enjoyed episode number 30 with Brett Kissel. Now moving on to episode 31, we've got also Canadian country music star Tim Hicks out of Niagara Falls. Tim is currently on tour doing his Get Loud tour, which is going all the way across Canada throughout November. So check out if he's coming to a town near you. So I sat down with Tim here in Toronto to talk about his new tour and his new album, New Tattoo. So let's get right into it. First of all, the Adamantium Recommends section. Five songs by Tim Hicks, recommended to you by the Adamantium Podcast. The first two come from his new album, New Tattoo. They're called Loud, and the second is called The Worst Kind. Then going back a little bit, uh, I recommend the song Slide Over. The fourth song I recommend is called Here Comes the Thunder, and the last song is called So Do I. So if you don't know them already, give them a listen, either before or after this podcast. And if you're listening on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Leave us a rating and review. Uh, helps us secure even more amazing interviews in the future. You can follow us on social media. You can look, just look for The Adamantium either on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or all three. And we'll keep this intro nice and short and sweet. And we'll get right into it with Tim Hicks here on episode number 31 of The Adamantium Podcast. Enjoy, maniacs. <laughs> go big waves yeah big ones <laughs> uh thanks for coming again tim we're here with tim hicks yeah my pleasure Tim podcast um it's really funny too actually because um i mean i do a lot of uh, music and it's it's not an exclusively music podcast mm-hmm. but it, you know it's become something like 80 percent because it's oh, wow. kind of where my interests have always loved yeah too. that's cool um, and i'm a rock and roll guy but i was thinking not too long ago i was like we haven't had a lot of country on mm-hmm. the podcast and now i actually met with brett kissel last mm-hmm. week and now so now we're like now we've got like basically country music week yeah there now. you go i love it <laughs> so actually i wanted to start it off because when i when i told brett that i was meeting with you this yep. week he said oh man, i mean i love tim and he's yeah like, he's got a great story and uh, so that sparked my curiosity. Sure. And so I was I was doing some research online, and I was like, "There's not too much documented." So mm-hmm. um, I thought that maybe why don't we start from there, from the very beginning? Yeah. Uh, let me know kind of like where you came how, from, how, how you how fell I in got love here. with country music. Yeah. How you yeah. Well, I was a I was a, a full time working musician for 18 years before I ever had a song on the radio. Wow. And what that meant was that I played uh, music for a living. Yeah. And I would I played five six nights a week. Uh, you know, four or five hours a night, depending on the gig. This was in the Niagara region? Uh, no, it was uh, all over southern Ontario. Okay. So I started, I got the bug really early. when I, The place where I took lessons from when I was a kid, like really small, mm-hmm. put together these little bands with other kids around the same skill level, and I just, I fell in love with it because instantly music became a team sport, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and that's what I loved. Like, I, I still love making music with other people, which right. is why I love being in a band. And I've been in a band now since I, I was eight years old. Right. So, um, you know, and one day I woke up and I, I, I realized that this was something that I, I was... I didn't even 
planet. Although mm-hmm. in, in my classmates in elementary school would tell you in grade two in Mrs. Morgan's class, she asked me, she asked the whole class what you wanted to be when you grew up. And when she got to me, I said professional musician. <laughs> so shout it, out to Mrs. Morgan. Yeah, That's yeah. It. So, you know, it's kind of been a goal for a long, for a long time. And one day I woke up and my calendar was booked six months, months out. And I was like, I, I guess I'm doing it. Yeah. And the thing about it is, is I tried all through my 20s to get a record deal and to do the artist thing and and I just couldn't get anything going. And there came a point, well, first of all, when I was just going to give it up because I, you know, I had been doing music for 15 years um, and I just thought, I'm, I think I'm ready for something different. Mm-hmm. But in and around the same time, I just decided, you know what, while I'm trying to figure out what's next. I just don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go out and play and do my best. And and, that's uh, <laughs> and exactly, we had yeah. a baby, and of course the universe was like, uh, "Here's your baby." And yeah. uh, next thing I knew, the phone rang, and I was headed to Nashville. So it was like trying wow. try and figure that whole thing out. So, um, the line for that yeah, kind of. And it was just one of these things, man. Where you know, <clears throat> I've been doing it for so long. I don't know what else I would do. Uh, yeah. I think you'd probably still find me standing in the corner taking requests and that, that's how I made my living for a lot of years so um, that being said you know I really it put me in a position number one to be ready mm-hmm. for it when my time when my chance when yeah. my number came up you know and also too <clears throat> to never take it for granted right because I did lots of gigs for no one right. <laughs> so, so now you- yeah it's really pleasing to to uh, you know we're about to go on a big tour across Canada and you know ticket sales are going really well and it's it's nice to play big rooms absolutely and mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna talk about that tour yeah um, so uh, was there anything that you think in particular that sparked yes. that interest that call yeah I do that you got? Okay. yeah I do I think that it was a, a, a case of luck Okay. And having the right sound for the right time. Time, yeah. Yeah, and and you know, because country music as a genre really exploded. And to be honest, <clears throat> for years and years, I was you know, because I would write songs, and people would tell me they were country songs. But it wasn't until guys like Eric Church and Jason Aldean and even Kenny Chesney to some extent, you know, later on, they, they kind of kicked open the door for a guy like me to have a career. And right. I, I think it was, uh, you know, it was, it was in the heyday of, of the, the, you know, Florida Georgia line exploding. Yeah. And here I was playing bars in southern Ontario, kind of doing the country rock thing, right. you know. And, uh, and <clears throat> like I said, I think it was just a matter of, you know, right, right place, right sound, right time. And I think, I mean, it's funny you mention that because from a lot of artists I've talked to, <clears throat> timing seems to just be almost the most important factor, having that right mm-hmm. sound at the right time. And the thing of it, that's the, that's the factor that you can't control. No. And, and that's, that's the most frustrating. frustrating. Yeah. yeah, that's the frustrating part because you, you can, the, the way I always looked at it, because I used to take a bit of flack from my musician buddies because they would say, why, why are you doing covers? Mm-hmm. You're wasting your time playing in a cover band. Why don't you do originals and be an artist and be a real band or be a real artist or yeah. whatever to do your own songs? And I always argue with them. I would say, Number one, because it pays the bills. Yeah. Number two, because it keeps me in shape musically. Okay. So that when an opportunity comes along to do a showcase for a manager or a record label or an agent, there's, there's not this sense of panic that mm-hmm. happens. Because I've been in those bands where it's all of a sudden like someone's going to come and see you play. Oh my God, we got to get our shit together. Yeah. You know, and uh, <clears throat> for us, that started to happen. Uh, where it was like, okay, so-and-so is going to come out to see you play. And we were just going to our gig that night anyway. So they got to see kind of us in our natural habitat. 
and uh, there were there there wasn't the mad scramble to get everybody ready. It was just a matter of going out and doing what we did all the time. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that. You know, I really value that. Um, where, like where I come from in that in, in in those regards, you know, in terms of like playing as many gigs as I can, and I people ask me all the time. They say, you know, oh, you know, my son's twenty and he wants to do music, and uh, you know, what advice would you give? I said, get out and play, mm-hmm. get some gigs, go and play an open mic night, play your grandmother's barbecue, yeah. go play in front of your class, go sit on the corner and play some songs. Whatever it is, it takes for you to get in front of people. The experience that you gain at a gig is tenfold to what you gain at your practice in your garage right. or your basement. So I just, Same I always encourage, feedback. yeah, man, because yeah. you, you need to go out and have those clinch your cheeks together and go kind of moments yes. in order yeah. to be able to handle the pressure of playing a big show, Yeah, you know? And do you, did you ever have a problem, you know, you're saying you're playing with musicians or you're playing in a band for 15 mm-hmm. years. Did you have a problem keeping band members and stuff. Oh, yeah, always. That's yeah. still the case. You yeah. know, you got to keep guys interest. You got to keep everybody paid. You know, shiny things come along and that's it, people's yeah. priorities change or, you know, <clears throat> so yeah, that's a, it's a, it's, I've been in a hundred bands, you know, yeah. and each, every single one of them, we were going to make it. Right. <laughs> so. And that was, I mean, I, I never played in a serious band, but it was, that, that was always <laughs> the biggest thing for me. I played drums. Yeah. And it was like, I could never get four guys serious. On though, the same page. On the same page. Honestly, same day, same, mm -hmm. you know, and that's one of the reasons why I'm Tim Hicks, the solo artist and not, you know, Tim Hicks, the singer in whatever band, because I, yeah, I found it frustrating to try and uh, make decisions, um, in a democracy. Yeah. You know, and, and so the way I always looked at it, it's like, listen, this is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going full speed ahead. I'm doing music full time. If you want to come along and make a little bit of dough and play some shows, you're welcome to. And the minute, the minute that that doesn't interest you anymore, then we'll find someone else because there's lots of guys out there, right? you know, and, but I've been lucky because I've had the core of my band has been together for a long, long time now. Okay. And, you know, and as the project has grown, we've been able to add players and, you know, we've lost a few along the way, but but the the core of the band has stayed the same, so it it makes transitioning a new member fairly easy when everything else stays status quo, you know. Do you think having that core also has contributed to the success that you've been having? Yeah, I mean, I they you know my band is my live band, so they don't play on the recordings or write any of the songs. But you know, is it all you on the recordings? Um, between myself and and my producers. Okay. Uh, on on the newest record, anyway, we've yeah. done it a few different ways. On the last record, I used a Nashville band and we recorded okay. everything live off the floor, and I just I wanted to check that out yeah but what I discovered along that way as much as I love that way of recording I prefer to overdub oh, okay and have that control yes, over and okay. you know and and to be able to take 25 uh, different approaches to a guitar solo rather than you know what you get is what you get when okay. you leave the studio so and it, that's a whole other podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah I, you know it is nice to share the success with with some with my friends yeah you know because these guys are my buddies yeah Absolutely. A band is like a gang, you know? It's, they're your family. Yeah. <laughs> your road family. That's you it. literally sleep, you know, yeah. eight inches from the next guy on the bus, yeah. right? So That's it. I've been in a couple of those tour buses, and they're, they're very cozy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the irony of the tour bus life is that, you know, you spend 20 years trying to get on a tour bus, and then within the first three hours, you're like, get me off this thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was in it for like a 10-minute interview, and already I was like... Yeah. (laughs) Oh, dude, come come about day four. Yeah. And when the the rider food starts to smell, and the guys haven't changed, and oh, man. I had guitar cases on top of me while we recorded. There you go. (laughs) 
Um, so let's talk about the new album. Mm-hmm. You just released your fourth album, mm-hmm. New Tattoo. New Tattoo. Tell us about this album. What? Um, how does it kind of fall in line with the Tim Hicks storyline? Yeah, well, being four records in, I, I kind of wanted... I felt like I, it was time for me to sort of stop worrying about what people's expectations of a Tim Hicks record would be okay. and just focus on writing good songs. Mm-hmm. So for me, the songs always have to have a place in the show. And that's what I'm thinking about while we're writing. Like, how is this going to fit into the set? Is this a show opener? Is this an anthem? Is this a, you know, a, a tempo song that I can get people up and clapping along? Um, and so, you know, I wrote a lot of songs. And, uh, and we picked 11. And I, I think... It, you know, I'm really proud of this record. Like, I wrote every single song on on it, uh, so there's my fingerprints all over it. And uh, I hooked up again with my longtime friend and producer Jeff Copeland on this one. So, uh, and we had a riot, and that was the name of the game. Like, I really wanted to capture because we have such a good time in the studio, and often it's just him and I, mm-hmm. and we we're trying to make each other laugh. Okay. And so I wanted to to have a bit of that have vibe. That show on yeah. So for instance, if there was a take where. You know, I, I, I laughed a little or I coughed or it's like it, I, I, we, there was a conscious decision to leave those human moments in, mm-hmm. you know, and, and kind of make it uh, invite people in to the moment. Songs. Yeah, it, with like us, you know yeah. what I mean? And we had a riot making this record. It was really a great time. Um, and the, the, the album, it's your fourth album in mm-hmm. five years. Yeah. Do you think that that kind of workhorse mentality came from your background of yeah I think working so hard to make it where you are mm-hmm. between that and just the industry itself like I find that especially in country songs move fast mm-hmm. so you know you're writing all the time and you're you, you're piling your songs and then you pick them to go on your record and then they move up and down the chart really quickly yeah so you're okay. forced to kind of try and keep up um, and I think I think everybody was stunned by our immediate success out of the gate with Throwdown, with you know songs like Get By and yep. Stronger Beer, mm-hmm. and so it was a matter of like, oh my God, we got to keep this going. Keep it going. Yeah. So, um, you know, and and, and I, the week that my third record came out, I was already in Nashville writing the fourth. So okay. So this time around, I've taken a bit of time. You know, management's on me. When are you coming to Nashville again? I said, Well, I'll see you in January. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just needed to take a little bit of a breather and and uh, because you, you know if you're not on the tour as yeah well. focusing yeah. on the tour and focusing on my family and and honestly too, it's like if if I'm not inspired to write, then I don't want to write mm-hmm. because you're not going to get. A hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. So, that being said, you never know what you're going to get when you go down there, well, right? But right, and I think I think in 2018 too, there were so there's content thrown in our face constantly every day. Yep. I feel like musicians have to work that much harder yeah. to keep their music yep. relevant and in the listeners' ears, mm-hmm. you know. Because if not, they're just going to absolutely, to the next guy, absolutely. Know? That's what, one of the things that I love about country fans is that they seem to be really loyal. Mm-hmm. So if they're interested in what you did three years ago, likely they're still interested. I mean, as long as you're not putting out crap, right? Right. Right. Um, but. Um, you know, especially Canadian country fans, they're just so passionate about the genre and about because we've got a great scene up here, right? I was just saying, I think you yeah. mentioned earlier, but I, th- I think there is a hunger still for yeah. more country, especially even that like that country rock yep. kind of 
um, because we are getting bands from Nashville and stuff, and mm-hmm. I think we've got that hunger for Canadian-grown music. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and like I said, we've got a great scene going on in Canada right now in terms of country, and the bar keeps getting raised higher and higher mm-hmm. and higher, which is no good for a guy like me, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm really enjoying my time at the national level, for sure. That's great. So you're about to embark on this national tour. Yep. Um, and from the looks of it, it looks like you're hitting every province. Yeah, I mean, for instance, Not we... territories, but right. every major province, yeah. Yeah, and we won't make it to Newfoundland on this on this round, but uh, but we, we were there last summer. We'll, we'll be there again, yeah. So it's just a matter of uh, when, you, when you're setting up a tour, honestly, it's got very little to do with me. Okay. Um, but uh, they set up the routing for you and go, here's your tour, and away you go. So, okay. yeah, but we are, we're, we're hitting, um, <clears throat> you know, most of the, the, uh, the big markets and some small ones too along the way, so it's going to be a fun run. What have been uh, up to date? What have been some of your favorite venues? Oh man, usually the bigger the better for me. Okay, I love big festival stages. Okay, but there are some venues that I really hold dear to my heart. Like I love playing the Commodore Ballroom in okay. Vancouver. Yeah, it's yeah, such a history there. Yeah. Uh, it'd be similar to playing the Horseshoe in Toronto. Yes, right? yeah. Um, what are some other ones? Uh, I went to the Commodore for the first time actually. A oh, did you? Ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great room. Yeah, it's a great room. Um, I'm looking forward this time around to playing St. Catharines, which is where I live. Okay. So we're playing yeah, the big yeah. arena there. It's Meridian Center. Yeah, and it's yeah. like that's the place where every day you drive by and go, I'm going to play there, play there one, one day, day. you yeah. know, it's the kind of thing. So I'm excited to do that on this run. Um, well, your hometown's always going to hold a special, special I, yeah, place. You hope. Too, you know? you yeah, hope. that's it. Yeah, that's for sure. So I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, the, the whole run's going to be great, man. It's, it's uh, you know, play, we just played that room, and we're playing the Abbotsford Arena okay. um, yeah, outside yeah. of Vancouver. We just played there with Brantley Gilbert in the spring, and it was a great room. So I'm yeah. looking forward to going back there. Excellent, on the West mm-hmm. Coast. Um, it's funny, too. It's, it's, it's almost nice being from a small town because you kind of have that one venue yeah. that you've kind of had in your... If you're from Toronto, it's like, yeah. well... One of these twenty venues, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, I think I think even Toronto, you've got like Massey Hall, and mm-hmm. like the iconic. There's a few key one, yeah, key rooms. Key that's ones. for sure. Um, one thing that I noticed on your social media that caught my interest is that you're doing a, a contest online, yeah. uh, where a guest can um, get up and sing a, our sing, single. Yeah, yeah, sing the worst kind with you. Yeah. Uh, to, whose idea was this? Your idea? It was my idea. Yeah. Yeah, and because I thought you know, it's. It's all first of all it's to put to put out a duet is unusual for me, okay. um, and so that that made it interesting. And then you start thinking, well, how are we going to do this every night? And and I can sing the song without uh, a duet, but I think that's the charm of it. Yes. Yeah, and so yeah. I thought, wouldn't it be nice to give some up and coming singer an opportunity yeah. to come up and and experience the gig through their eyes again? Because mm-hmm. uh, it's always nice when you have someone around that is. Uh, uh, Impressed, right? By playing a big show like that, yeah. And excuse me, not that we're unimpressed by it, yeah. Uh, but you kind of you get used to it, right? Um, and I think it'll be neat for for myself and for the guys to to watch someone lose their mind a little bit, yeah. like wow, this is bit, this is yeah. so cool, well, for you them, know? It's like it make make your day, but it make their year. You yeah, know I mean? and it's the, like that's and, and the thing of it is, is a it's a it's an opportunity for me to kind of give back to someone who's up and coming, and that yeah. that is exciting. Okay, you and know? how have you seen any of the submissions? So I haven't. Far? personally seen them they're screening them right now and they're going to okay. send them so yeah so do you kind of get like the final I think few so and you get to decide between okay yeah yeah and so and the thing of it is is you know some some of the some of my team members were concerned like oh well what if the person 
freezes or what yeah, if they're yeah, not, yeah. not and I said you know what I, I can handle that because yeah. I've been doing this so long I can carry it and I can break that moment open mm-hmm. uh, and I think that that's charming if someone did have a moment like that yeah. where they forgot the words a little yeah, yeah. people love that kind of thing so it's it, it doesn't scare me in the least to bring right. someone up that isn't experienced okay. you know? I think it actually it'll be fun right mm-hmm. I think it's going to be fantastic yeah um uh, but re- so recently, actually, speaking of performance, is the one thing I've been seeing the most. The song that you've probably been performing the most recently mm-hmm. is the hockey song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This week, anyway. Yeah, yeah. for sure, so, for sure. Uh, for I guess those that, that are listening that don't know, they're inducting Stompy Tom's mm-hmm. song into the Canadian Songwriters song. Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. So how did this opportunity come to you? To, to I have no you idea. Got to play it at the Leafs game. I did. So yeah. I got. I just got an email one day that said, "Okay, uh, uh, there's an offer in. Uh, do you want to do a minute twenty of the hockey song at the Leafs game?" And yeah. I said, "Yeah, that sounds like fun," <laughs> without really explaining what it was all about. And then when it came, when the details came through. Uh, next thing I know, they said, oh, and you're going to sing it on every national morning show, and you're going to sing yeah. it at the press conference, and you're going and it's going to be televised. I thought, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and this has become this has turned way bigger than, way was, bigger yeah. than I thought, you know. Uh, and uh, But, you know, it was kind of like dusting off an old pair of boots because if you play bars in Canada, you yeah, have to play the hockey song yeah. because inevitably, the, you know, you roll in to do your gig and there'll be a hockey game on that's you're in overtime and yes. you're, you're waiting to, to go on. So yeah. we, would, we, we would set up, you know, behind a screen television and then once the game was over they'd lift the the screen up and we'd open with the hockey song really yeah okay. so That's, there you go so you so you knew it already oh yeah i've been Bye. playing it for years yeah yep um are you a big Leafs fan yourself? Is that? Yeah, I mean, I grew up in the Niagara region, so we're definitely. Say, it's always kind of. Uh, yeah. You're either one way, you're either. Well, Buffalo anybody but Buffalo, yeah. buddy. Really? Anybody okay. but Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you, when I grew up, uh, Niagara Falls had a junior A team called yeah. the Thunder. Yeah. And my family was really involved uh, at the rink in, in those days, and so I, I kind of grew up um, watching those guys come through, mm-hmm. and so we were really entrenched in junior hockey down there. Uh, and got to see some great players go through, like Keith Primo and Brad May, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Owen Nolan was one. Uh, it was it, it was a, a, a neat time, yeah. you know, to watch. Uh, All the guys I grew up watching. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah we got to be around the same age then. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so it was fun. Still the best French fries and hot chocolate I ever had. That? The Niagara Falls Arena. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I've been. I've been to the Niagara one on. The U.S. side. Yeah, not that, that one. one. Not one. Okay. No, no. I saw the in Niagara Falls, there, Canada. I haven't been to that that night. Okay. Yeah. Best hot chocolate and French fries. I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, did you play yourself? You I never did. I played a lot of ball hockey on my street. Yeah, yeah. That was but my my parents decided that I I should go into piano lessons instead. Okay. Well, <laughs> and in the end, I think they were right. Mm-hmm. It's funny. You said that you told your teacher you wanted to be a, a professional musician. musician. I told my parents when I was small I saw a guy doing chalk art on the sidewalk and I told them I wanted to be a street artist oh that's great so, yeah yeah Much, so, they cried that night probably yeah yeah probably not tears of happiness <laughs> <laughs> um, I asked actually I asked Brett the same thing because I I come from more of a rock and roll right. background but I try and have a very eclectic taste yeah. and I enjoy all types of music uh-huh. uh, and so in the last few years I've actually been trying to uh, get into more country music and I asked Brett, I said, if, if you were to tell me what is the same thing, so what is Tim Hicks' country music essential starter kit? What are some essential uh, albums that... Okay, um, so for me, I would go anything by Waylon Jennings. Okay. Okay, so if you want to get a little bit of classic all the way up, I would go Waylon Jennings. 
I would go a little bit of Willie Nelson. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would move more into, like, I love the guys like Eric Church and Al Dean and even Keith Urban. He's okay. a great guitar yeah. player. So I'm huge fans of guitar players. And there's a big battle in, in country. It's like, are you on the Brad Paisley side or the Keith Urban okay. side? Both incredible players. So I'm, what's for someone like, so someone who's a country noob? What's the di- what's the big difference between? Well, Brad Paisley, uh, and Brad Paisley is like a technical guitar player, so he'll put a hundred notes into four okay. bars, okay, and nail it. Keith Urban will play one note over four bars, but it'll be the exact right note. Okay, kind of like okay. uh, um, kind of like the difference between. What would be a good example? Uh, like, okay, L- the difference between like an Eddie Van Halen guitar right. solo versus yes. like Dave Gilmore from Pink Floyd. Right. Right? Okay. So there's just a feel there, and it's really just what you like at the of end course. of the day, yeah, right? Yeah. So, uh, and I, you know, I like that kind of, that style of guitar playing, but I love the songwriter, uh, like the songwriting in, in, like Eric Church just writes great songs. Mm-hmm. And he's, he seems to be more of like a, a singer-songwriter type guy than, say, uh, who'd be a good like a like Blake Shelton, right? Who doesn't write? He has uh, pitches. All of the songs are pitched to him, right? Oh, really? Okay. I think he writes a little bit, but yeah. Um, but I love those guys. Yeah. Is there any particular album right now you're hooked on? Or? <clears throat> yeah. In fact, I was just checking out uh, Eric Church's brand new record, okay. which is Desperate Man. Desperate so Man. it just got released, uh, and it's a great record start to finish. Excellent. Yeah. So check that one out. But there's like, you know, Keith Urban's Golden Road is a good one yep, to check out yep. for if you're just getting into it. I, I actually... You know I, what? I, yes, I did. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, Keith Urban was one of the first ones that was... Yeah, man. You know, for me, so what got me in, because, I, again, I come from a rock and roll background, uh-huh. I started with, you know, the Zach Browns. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Good idea. Stapleton, yes. That kind of southern, yep. Leonard Skinner type. Yes. Bands. Well, yes. that's, and I think, you know, that, that, that I say that to people all the time because I obviously live on that rock country yes. Yes. edge. edge yeah. And I, when I when people say, well, can you describe it? I say, it's kind of like Leonard Skinner. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because if Skinner was, came out today, likely they would find a home on country radio. Yeah, yeah. You know absolutely. what I mean? So that's kind of what I'm doing. In fact, to, to, even to the point where I have three guitar players in my band, if you include yes. myself. Yeah. So I love that kind of music. Yeah. That country rock thing me too um, like the band like yeah. Skinner like um, you know I mean even even the Stones some of their stuff like Exile Absolutely, on Main Street yeah. and, and Sticky Fingers mm-hmm. lends itself to kind of a country rock sound that's really oh, what hundred, I love hundreds of bands have and those CCR all yes. those guys have that's kind of where I'm and, coming from and even newer even if you listen to you know it's more like it's more like Southern American or here Canadiana yeah. kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, even guys now like Greta Van Fleet you can yes. hear it in oh there oh my god you know they're, I mean? they're doing Zeppelin oh, he, man, I, but I saw a video of him the other day because I hadn't seen the band I'd heard yeah. the song and he's even doing the microphone hold yeah. the same way yeah. Robert Plant does yeah. which is great I think that's great that, you know that, what yeah. it's 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 funny because people are like you know what it's not fair to compare them to Led Zeppelin oh, come and on. it's like it's nothing. It's doing nothing but benefiting them yeah. right now because yeah. whether you think so or not, yeah. you're listening to them. Yeah, and yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Guaranteed, they know they're doing it. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's, come, it's funny too because it's come up and whether it's been for me or whoever I'm interviewing, they've come up in like five, six interviews yeah. in the last ten. Yeah. But I love that because that. Could, yeah. I mean, I, I'm heavily rooted in I think the classic a rock for thing. That right absolutely. Now too, because absolutely. It's, you know, we're so watered down with with per, overproduced music mm-hmm. now. And yeah. I think bands like them and the struts and stuff like that is kind of a throwback it's absolutely it's, it's i agree refreshing, yeah mm-hmm. um okay my last question actually we you know the, the album's called new tattoo mm-hmm. so i was curious how many tattoos do you have oh good question uh one two three 
four, kind of five. So f- five, but I did get a new one to, okay. commemor- co- to, to commemorate the record. Yeah, okay. yeah. And, and the reason I called it New Tattoo was because it was sort of cheeky in the sense that, you know, in, especially in this day and age, when you release a record and it goes out there into the world and on the internet, you got to live with it forever. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's, right. you know, good or bad, right? Yeah. Like a tattoo. Yeah. So, uh, but the story on the new tattoo was that um, the last single off my third record was mm-hmm. called Forever Rebels. And it okay. was a very, it was one of the most personal songs I'd ever released to radio. And uh, our graphic designer at Open Road, his name is Mitch Nevins, this guy's brilliant. And he, he sent over um, this, uh, like a, some, some promo for Forever Rebels, and he had designed this almost like a Sons of Anarchy biker patch okay, yeah. that said Forever Rebels yeah. and the kind of biker patchy way with a skull in the middle. And the skull was kind of me with the, te- with the ball cap and okay. stuff. And I said, man, this is so cool. If the song goes top 10, I'm going to get this tattooed on my arm. And uh, and it squeaked in at number ten, so okay. I made my appointment. There you go. <laughs> and it's right here, so right on the, the arm, is man. That, is that the latest one? That's the new tattoo. Yeah, right. yeah. So I just got that in May, and I just actually went for a touch up on it the other day. So. Okay. Yeah. What's, so now I got to figure out what's next. What What was the very first one? The first one, I got in Windsor, Ontario, on my first uh, road trip with my band. Yeah. I was eighteen, and in those days, uh, everybody was getting like, you know, that was in the day when guys were getting like barbed wire on their arm. Yes. And, yeah, it's yeah, become yeah. kind of a cliche, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was right in there, except I got, remember when everyone was getting kanji symbols, like yeah. the Asian writing? Yes. I got one on my back. Okay. Yeah. It's always, the, the first tattoo is always the, something the like that. Que- question to ask mm-hmm. because, yeah, it's always it, something that and what's was inter- a trend at the time. Exactly. Right? Totally, total trend. Yeah. And, and I made, I got it small because I was a little bit, you know, insecure yeah. about the idea. And I got it in a place where my parents couldn't see. But it was a kanji, <laughs> kanji symbol that meant dream. And it, okay. the idea was, to, you know, to never let go of that music dream. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and, and so I've left it. I've thought about, you know, now that I've kind of, that dream has come true, maybe I should tattoo over uh, it. No, <laughs> but I'm just going to leave it. It's, yeah. it. it's, it's, it's like a stamp on yeah. your, your storyline. It really is. Yeah. That's great. Uh, any other ideas for. For, for tattoos, next ones? yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so I was thinking okay. about something Star Wars related, but I'm not. I'm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've yeah, been the thinking about ones it. Ones are always tricky ones. Yeah, because like, you got to really love it. Yeah, right. And, and well, at least with something like Star Wars, which is will always be forever. Right. It's it's not so yeah. bad, but it's like if you're to get something that's in right now, it's like is that going to be in twenty yeah, years? Yeah, it, it like, won't be guaranteed. Like, it won't be. That your yeah, arm, exactly. You know, so. yeah. yeah. What movie was it where the guy got Jar Jar Binks on his oh, back? No. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. And on that, I think that's a good wrapping note. Right there. Awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Cheers. The Adamantium.